Hey, I'm great. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for hopping on Inside Sports tonight. Of course, the night before the season opener. So, I mean, you've been through this before, training camp, first game of the year that's going to count in the standings and everything. Uh, how do you spend the night before your first game of the year? Uh, well, this this time it's going to be with uh, with family here, Reed. I got a bunch of, uh, of family in town, um, both on my side and, and my wife's side. And uh, they're all very excited for their for their first uh, Oiler game. And, and as am I. Well, awesome. Going to be good to drop the puck. Uh, absolutely. You didn't have a preseason last year. Do you think that affected you? Personally, was it it was a different not having one last year and and now having one this year? How do you contrast the two situations? Yeah, I think everybody's in the same boat, so I think that um, everybody was was it's a little bit harder uh, last year having I think we had you know one preseason game or whatever it was and we, we went right into it. Um, so it's definitely better to especially going to a new team having. Yeah, I played five games in the preseason, having five games to work with new line mates. I played with a bunch of different guys in camp and uh, and just really um, prepare yourself and, and get ready for for real hockey because it's a, it's a it's a different game once the regular season starts and once once games start to matter and they mean something. So uh, but definitely much better this year getting getting those games in and, and just getting into game shape because there's nothing like hockey. All right. So you mentioned your preseason action and having a few different line mates. And when you were signed, there was obviously a lot of speculation about you playing with Connor McDavid, which you did. And uh, you also played with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and you've played with Puliarvi and with Yamamoto. So uh, a few different combinations, obviously in the preseason, do you, and look, I'll tell you this, like I find as a media guy, like we're up there watching practice, tweeting out lines and, you know, fans have their own armchair coach line combinations. Uh, as a player or are you just like, well, I can't change my game too much depending on what line, line I'm on, or do you have to get accustomed to different guys and try to work off them a little bit, especially since you're playing with some high end skilled guys? No, I think I, I'm really comfortable playing with, with everybody really. I think last year and when I was in Toronto, I bounced around almost every line and, and, uh, and played with a, a bunch of different players. So I think for, for myself, it's just going out there and, and bringing the same level of, competitiveness and intensity and work ethic to any line line I'm on. And then of course, uh, as you get to know different tendencies of players, you can kind of fill in the blanks, but really if you bring, if you bring your game and what makes you special, um, I think that any player can kind of adapt to whatever line they're on. It's just about um, making sure that you, you maintain who you are. And then of course you can complement the line mates around you. All right. Well, in terms of being who you are, I asked Mike Smith a question about you today. And here's part of the quote. Mike Smith said, as a parent of a hockey player, he's the epitome of what you want from your kids. I tell my oldest son, you got to watch Zach Hyman play. Mike Smith also praised you for being relentless. He praised your work ethic, and he also called you feisty. What does it mean to you to hear Mike Smith say those things? No, I mean, that's pretty high praise from him. And um pretty cool i think uh, anytime you know now i have a son anytime you, you tell your your kid something um and you tell him to look at a player like me i mean that that means a lot obviously and uh for me i think just i think anybody can kind of go in there and and just you can always bring a level of work ethic and competitiveness to everything you do whether it's in hockey or uh, in other walks of life if you if you really want something and you can work hard enough you can go out and achieve it and i think that that's something that 
has always resonated with me and something that's really helped me progress uh, in my career and, and really establish myself as a professional hockey player. And um, Smitty's an, an, an awesome guy and, and he brings that same fire and competitiveness and intensity. And I think that um, having played against him a bunch last year and, uh, and seeing it firsthand, you know, he's a guy who, who does that on a you know night in night out of basis and, and, just it's it's really fun to be a part of and, and see him uh up front and personal and be on his side and not uh, not on the other side zach hyman joining us on six thirty. chat well you know the, the way you play and i guess i'm going to talk specifically about the relentlessness and the feistiness um that that makes you an unpopular player uh, with other t- I tell you, man, Oilers fans, a lot of them didn't like you too much until, <laughs> until you, you signed in the offseason. But that but that drive you're talking about, the work ethic, the feistiness, the relentlessness, like you know you're going to the areas of the ice where it might be painful to go there and stay there. Where did that drive and dedication come from? Like, did you always have it, or is, is it some of it a learned skill as you got older? I think it's a combination. I think that, you know, as a kid, there's always somebody who, uh, when you watch, you know, kids play, there's always one kid who wants, who always is, you know, hungry and, and wants, uh, wants the puck or, or whatever the case may be. And I was always, you know, very competitive as a kid and always wanted to win. And, and, uh, and then, you know, as I started to develop as a hockey player and, and move up in the ranks, you know, you have guys who are just so gifted uh, on a talent level. And, and for me, um, I knew that in order for myself to to make it and and to be a professional hockey player, I had to really bring that competitiveness and and work ethic every single day and and just propel myself forward with through my work ethic and and you know I think that every day I've tried to work on my skills and 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 increase my game every summer. You work on different things, but it all comes back down to um, bringing that that work ethic every single day because it's it's hard to play against somebody who um, who's always on you and, and always on the puck. And, and that's kind of the player that, that I've always been and, and tried to continue to be. All right. So you mentioned even as a kid being hungry for the puck and being really competitive. Here's one for you, Zach. Um, if you can take us back to when you were a, a little guy, do you remember the first team you ever played on? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's, it, it, it's, it's hard to remember all the teams, but I grew up in Toronto, um, obviously a very big hockey city. Um, I played in the GTHL. Um, before then, I played, I'm sure I played house league at different local rinks. But uh, I think the, the thing that's really helped me develop everything is I've got four younger brothers and and we used to play hockey, road hockey, ball hockey, mini sticks every single day. And uh, and we were very competitive against each other. And I was the oldest, so I always wanted to uh, to win. I think that was uh, that was my first kind of team was just playing with the, with with my younger brothers and uh, out on the rink and and out in the backyard and things like that. Okay, awesome. Well, that's that's cool. You got the family. And you have any sisters? You got enough for a line there, I guess, with the five boys. But <laughs> no, yeah, just uh, five five boys. So my mom, I think my mom was trying for a girl, but uh, but never got one. <laughs> okay. Well, and another uh, angle for you tying into youth here, um, you have published three books, uh, children's books. Uh, correct me if I got the titles right or wrong here, but uh, Hockey Hero, The Bambino and Me, and The Magician's Secret. Those are the three books? Those are them, yeah. You got them right. So how, how does that – I mean, that is really cool. And obviously a lot of hockey players do interesting things 
like this often after they finish playing though you're diving right in here while you're an active player where did the where did it start for you where did the engine get going that you're actually gonna turn off some books here while you're playing yeah i mean it's it's obviously a little different than than most guys um but writing is is definitely a big passion of mine it always has been since i was a kid in school and and we talked about my my four younger brothers um and uh you know just reading stories to them making stories up helping around the house was always something that i really like to do and and i was i was in grade school uh, i was in grade seven i wrote this short story uh and it won a competition and then throughout high school i kind of worked on it and continued to to develop it and that was actually the premise to hockey hero and and uh, it really kind of snowballed from there. And uh, since then, I've written two other books, Mambino and Me and The Magician Secret, uh, and then partnered with uh, Penguin Random House. Um, and they're published through them now. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the premise is in all the books, um, go back to the theme of believing in yourself and, and really, you know, whatever you believe you can achieve. And that's something that's been a constant in my life. And, and when I write these books for, for kids, you always want them to come away with a message. And that's always the message that I try to, to weave into the stories. Well, I hate to put pressure on you. Is there a fourth book coming out anytime soon? <laughs> um, well, you're not known from the pressure of the publishers are, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's obviously been a pretty crazy couple of years here with, with what's going on. And then with my personal life, having um, my son's 10 months now, he was born in December. So uh, my wife's on me to write a book about, for him. But, uh, if I do that, then I'll have to write one for, for all the other kids that we plan on having. So, um, working on, on another one, don't have a timeline on it, but, uh, it's something that I, I really love to do. Okay. Awesome stuff. Yeah. I, I remember when you spoke in the summer, when you did your, uh, zoom availability after you'd signed with the Oilers and you were answering questions from a bun- bunch of us, you talked about coming to Edmonton, checking out the city, checking out the neighborhoods. Your wife had have never been had never been here before. Now that you have been Edmontonians, at least for a few weeks or a couple months, however it's been, um, tell me about that process, becoming an Edmontonian. What have you learned about the city? How has it been settling in? Oh, it's been awesome, really, for the for the stage of life that, that I'm in right now with having a young family. And and uh, my wife's here now with, with my son, Theo, and and our dog lady, and she's a Husky. So she's like a queen out here, loving life. But for, for us, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, the community is so welcoming. There's everybody here is so nice. The people are amazing. My teammates are uh, unbelievably welcoming and, and it really feels like I've been a part of this team for years and it's only been a month. Um, you know, I found great local coffee shops, restaurants, uh, and, and just obviously the rink is top notch. There's not a better facility in the league. Uh, than, than the rink we have with, with everything being in one spot. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been an amazing first month out here and uh, really looking forward to, to being in an Edmonton Oiler officially when we play our first game and, and also to growing my family in Edmonton and um, just, a, a, you know, everything that we thought it would be in more. So it's been really awesome. All right. And I'll close with this one on a bit of a lighter note because uh, this is going to be a concern in a few weeks. When the driveway needs to be cleared, shovel or snowblower? <laughs> uh, you tell me what, what, work, what works better. I think, I think you should get the blower. Just, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> All right. Snowblower it is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, maybe I'll get both and, and try out and see which one, which one works better. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's been crazy, nice weather actually so far. So I think yeah, all the guys are like, yeah, it's not usually like this, but it's been, uh, it's been unbelievable so far. So waiting for it to turn here. Well, Zach, thanks a lot for hopping on the show tonight. Uh, I, I know so many people are excited to see you in an Oilers uniform here and all the best tomorrow against the Canucks. We'll talk again down the road. Thanks so much, Reed. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.